Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. More than 30 flights departing and arriving at Dublin Airport on Friday and Saturday have been cancelled again today. British Airways and TAPA Air uh, Portugal also cancelled one flight each on Friday. Aer Lingus has cancelled a total of 31 flights across the weekend, with 21 flights into and out of the airport cancelled on Friday, including nine return services and 10 further cancellations for Saturdays. It's just one mess after the other, really, isn't it? Own Curry, who's a travel expert and commentator, joins me to give me more information about how your holidays are going to be destroyed. Oh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. You know the old joke about how going to the airport makes you look like the uh, photograph in your passport? Oh, yes. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. We're all going to look like our passport pictures. Our yeah, we're all going to look miserable. <laughs> Absolutely. Owen, what is going on now? I mean, it just seems to be one mess. I spoke to somebody who said yes. Was it yesterday morning or this morning? They were in the airport at five o'clock and the queue was back to the where it was outside the door again. So what's going on? A bit of trouble at the baggage check-in. The queues of, I've heard, one hour, 45 minutes to get a bag checked in. Uh, the security queues are, are actually riding along very nicely. The new kids in town, Terminal 2, were the problem today. They were about half an hour, whereas Terminal 1 was five minutes, ten minutes all the time. Normally, Terminal 2, you fly through. Terminal 1 is where... Uh, they have the tarpaulin outside. It's never been used. It's where you got the drop-off has been moved to where the coaches are, and you walk through the one entrance. Left if you're going straight to security. Right if you're checking in at Ryanair. It's it's generally a, a heaving mass of humanity. But uh, this morning it was good. We're not sure what'll happen at the weekend. It's going it's not going to be as busy as last weekend, but only by a small margin. Uh, it's going to be fifty thousand out, fifty thousand in every single day this weekend. Well, I want to encourage people today to call in to us, by the way, and you can text to WhatsApp at 0871888008. Are they concerned about going on their holidays? I don't think people have ever had this insecurity before when it came to Dublin Airport, but now they have. Uh, there seems to be a litany of problems. Some of them are out of Aer Lingus's control. I get that. But a lot of flights cancelled across the weekend. And I've seen tweets from people really angry that they can't get through to Aer Lingus on the phone. They're not getting flights, you know, rescheduled till the next day. Honeymoons destroyed. It is a mess, isn't it? There's no forward thinking here at all, is there? Well, forward thinking is having your rosters ready. British Airways had a look at their roster said, we're not going to deliver that and cancel 10% of them beginning of May. Aer Lingus, in retrospect, will, for some people in the organisation, be saying maybe we uh, overcalculate, overestimated it. Um, it's an interesting one that they've managed to fly through. EasyJet tried to fly through as well and ran into 700 flight cancellations weekend before last and had to pull 10,000 flights eventually to pull 10,000 flights. So there will probably be in Aer Lingus a look at the rosters. July, August is not going to get any easier. Mm. Uh, are we a little bit overcommitted? But the other side of that argument, Niall, is 10 flights ain't a lot. You know, yeah. 20 flights ain't a lot. When you've got 300 takeoffs, 300 landings in Dublin Airport, this sort of thing happens. Uh, some of the listeners will remember the Beast from the East Airport closed for three days. Remember uh, big that, Big weather yeah. events. You know, even Thunderstorms. Well, the ash. Do you remember events. the ash clouds? That was another oh, big event. Oh, <laughs> a- 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Let's not, let's not even <laughs> talk about it. That was a disaster. And there was a but, point where we thought we were never going to fly again, I think, at one stage. Yeah, um, that was two weeks and we had, then we had COVID too. You Nobody believed over there. But the thing is that, um, you know, the air traffic control strikes. Um, there's a strike 
strike in Bordeaux today, which caused the cancellation of that uh, AI 506 to Bordeaux. There's uh, security workers on strike in Lyon. Um, two flights to Lyon cancelled tomorrow. There'll be a novel out of that because the trade unions, you know, a lot of people laid off wage cuts during COVID. Some of the airports, airlines not giving the money back fast enough. So a lot of different factors at play here. And then you throw in COVID. And COVID, if it returns, and there's a bit of murmuring about that this week, um, you know, at the height of Omicron, uh, 25% of the security workers in Dublin Airport were absent through COVID. If that's why um, the planners in Dublin Airport are just looking forward and saying, if we hit those sort of levels of absences again, it really doesn't matter how many staff we throw. And they've thrown loads of staff. There are now seven, as of, as of today, there are 700 uh, security staff in Dublin Airport, where there were 535 uh, at the first meltdown end of March. We two meltdowns end of March and the other mm-hmm. one end of May. And uh, so there's a lot of work. But if you run into that level of absenteeism again, that's why they're talking about bringing in the army. OK, in relation to, uh, well, firstly, two questions in relation to that. Uh, the advice, if you're going on holidays, a lot of people now looking forward to the holidays. This is big holiday season this month and next month. So, uh, originally the advice is always two hours you know, for a European flight, three hours for an international flight or if you're heading to America or whatever. Is that advice safe advice? If I'm heading off to the United States to New York or if I'm heading to Spain, am I safe two hours and three hours? Three and a half long haul and an extra hour for check-in is what they're saying. Two and a half for short haul, an extra hour for bag check-in. Some of the bag check-in is running a little bit longer but the two and a half has proved adequate. In fact, the security queues have been lower than that. The real issue is the unpredictability. And the the problem is that if you start take, making up your own advice and arrive early, you, the airport starts unbalancing. Uh, I think that we can safely assume the two and a half hours short haul is, is sound and that will get you through um, in time. Baggage, a bit messier. The real problem with bags is... They, uh, they're going through a hub, a big hub, Frankfurt, Amsterdam, Charles de Gaulle, but Heathrow, and Heathrow is where everything is broken down. You'll find that uh, people are worried about checking in bags, but you'll find that if you have a point-to-point, your standard Ryanair flight to wherever you're going, your bag's going to be fine. The real issue is where a bag is taken off one aircraft by a baggage handler and put on another. That's where an awful lot of the bags have gone missing, and they are going missing at a rate which uh, may be unprecedented. Yeah, I did, did I hear a story during the week of a pilot actually helping them to unload bags from the plane? It got They got so desperate for staff that pilots... We've had, a, we've had aircraft arrive in Dublin with only 10% of the bags loaded because of problems in airports like Toronto, Hamburg. I've had to find... Uh, a, 10% a of the bags were loaded? Uh, one of the, one of the flights have arrived with very few... Do you know, do you know what I do? Here's a little tip for everybody. This is what I do when I'm going away now. I bought uh, air tags from Apple. You get four of them for ninety nine euro, right? And I put an air tag in my bag, and so if my bag doesn't arrive at the destination, I know exactly where it is in the world, <laughs> and I know oh, you can you can fly to Istanbul and start looking for it. <laughs> Absolutely, I know exactly where it is, and I know if it's actually on the plane because as we're going down the runway, I'll check my air tag to see if it's underneath me on the plane. I can only imagine what your air tag is doing to flight control. You know, they're probably looking at the screen saying there's an extra uh, blip on this. There's an extra green dot moving here that shouldn't they're be. They're tiny. Here. They're about the size of a, of an old fifty pence piece. They're 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 great little yokes. I just pop it into the zip the, the zip folder in the front of the bag. Anyway. It, 
in relation to, I suppose, going, uh, if somebody has had a problem, and many people still are obviously having problems, and let's say you arrive at the airport and you don't make your flight because you get delayed through security or you get delayed through baggage, although you're saying a lot of that is sorted out. But let's just, for argument's sake, you say your flight is cancelled. And then you have car hire booked at the other end. You have hotel accommodation booked at the other end. Everything gets thrown. What are your What's your legal rights in relation to these situations, both for Europe and America? Do you, Do you have comeback? Do you get You will automatically, I assume, get a free flight at the next scheduled flight that they can give you. But in relation to say the car hire that you've lost money on, or you'll get charged an extra fifty quid on because you're a day late. Where Where do you stand with all of that? And uh, you have to go to insurance for that. Uh, it's very well involved. Very straightforward flight. They have to get to where you're, you to where you're going, not somewhere near where you're going. You have to get you there. They have to get you there in a reasonable time. They probably won't get you out the same day, but most people will be getting out either the same day or the following day, uh, sometimes a little bit longer. It's flights are very full. The airline's responsibility, you don't fret about that. You just tell them, uh, you've got to get me where I'm going, and it's their job to get you there. They're pretty good at it because, as I know, they deal with weather and events, all of that all the time. Everything further, you know, the extra cost, the extra expenses, all of that, it's a bit more complicated. Uh, sometimes the connecting, most of the time, it, it, the connecting flight will be, will now, if it's booked on the same ticket, will now be, uh, they, would, they look after us. But if it's not booked on the same ticket, and a, hu- a huge number of people self-connect, as it's called nowadays. Of course, they, they book their flight Ryanair. separately online, yes. They yeah. Fly, yeah, they fly with Ryanair to Stansted and they get another Stansted flight to somewhere you can't fly direct in Dublin. It's done all the time. It then becomes an issue because the first flight and the second flight are disconnected. But there you're, you're, and it, the same applies to what you're talking about, your car hire, your hotels, the wedding that you plan, the event, the concert, all of that. They're all outside of the strict legal obligation of the airline. And that's the realm of travel insurance. Okay. Airlines are not insurers. They're not the travel insurance of last resort. Their job is to get you to where you're going. And it's pretty straightforward under consumer legislation, well tried under EU 261, famous 2004 piece of legislation, that uh, they, they, they will meet those obligations. They're also supposed to play, pay compensation if, they're, uh, if the delay is not outside their control what is interesting is that, you know, air traffic control strikes are outside their control. The airport telling them to reduce the number of flights, which Heathrow and Gatwick and Amsterdam have done, that's outside their control. I think the whole area of COVID absence, is that outside the airline's control? Not sure. Got to, be, got, to, got to separate two things here, though. The compensation is if, the, if it's outside the airline's control, it's not paid. But out-of-pocket expenses are still paid. Out-of-pocket expenses are sacrosanct. That means feeding you, watering you and your children and putting you up in a hotel if you're trying to return home and you're in the foreign airport. Okay, so they, they, they can't just abandon you on the floor of an airport. Yeah, those days are gone, yeah. Well, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying one of our airlines hasn't been known to do that. But uh, well, we, 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 we did have a girl on the air there about two weeks ago who was abandoned in Germany by, was it, I can't remember, Ruth, was it EasyJet or something like that? Oh, no, it wasn't yeah, Easy, it was DUI, DUI, DUI. Yeah. You see, the airlines traditionally were very good at this, but they're, all their systems are under control. And exactly what you said, what you're seeing is you should make social media the level of communication, it's, it's all broken down. And you've got to, you know, if you're, if you're short of cabin crew, if you're short of pilots, uh, you're certainly not going to have excess people to answer the phone and to answer to tweets and web mm-hmm. chats. Uh, all of that communication process has really been found wanting. Uh, and I suspect that everything re- relates back to COVID absences. And as cases go up, which we're told they are doing, 
uh, COVID absences are not going to improve. Well, I'm look, I, I, you know, I could fill the show here with questions for you, so I'm not going to, but there is somebody says, I'm <laughs> Jay. <laughs> yeah, somebody says it's here, only Friday. I know, I know. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend. But somebody says here, I'm due to fly to Barcelona this Tuesday. I'm back on Friday of the same week. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll he be says, fine. I, I definitely must be back for next Saturday. I hope things are going to be better from Peter in Dublin. Well, I think, Peter, you'll be okay. Just make yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll be fine. Just make sure you get there two and a half hours early. It's not your problem. Chill out, relax. It's stressful getting to the airport enough without worrying about the flight being cancelled. The actual percentage of flights being cancelled uh, is very small. Not much, not much good if you're actually in the one that's cancelled. But again, remember, it's not your problem. It's the airline's problem. It, it's 20, but, but I know you were saying it on, but some people are saying it's 27% not really high. It's not 27%, it's 27 flights. Oh, sorry, of, uh, sorry, I do apologise. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's three, there are 300 flights a day. So if you lose 20 in one day, it's less than uh, 10%. It's less than uh, it's 6 or 7%. Aer, Ryanair's, Aer Lingus's figure was 1% over the month. Ryanair's was 2%. So it's a small percentage in the, in the overall thing. So that's why I say it's no use. If it's your dream trip and your honeymoon and you're on the flight that gets cancelled, mm. you know, if you if you'd work out the number of people, 27 flights will be scheduled over this weekend. That's about 4,000 passengers and that's 100,000 going through the day, going through the airport every day. That's the level of people that will be affected. Now, it's a big drama if you're among those 4,000. But it, if that number is, is keeps around that level, there's a more important aspect of this is that the airlines can cope with it. If it goes too high, they won't be able to cope mm-hmm. with rescheduling people. But so long, as long as it's down there, if we're losing 10, 12, 13, there were 13 council departures today, we're losing that level. Airlines can cope, the airports can cope. Passengers are very discommoded. Nobody's uh, downplaying that, but it, it's the recovery that matters. One, one, one final out. question before you go. A lot of people texting in here, whether somebody's texting about Cork Airport being like a ghost town, but and we should be using it more. And I wouldn't agree, yeah, which couldn't agree yeah. with you. But a lot of people texting in about a lot of people texting in about baggage, right? Like somebody texts in and says, uh, "My, ba- I came back, and six days later, still haven't got my baggage back." Um, do the airport have an obligation to deliver it to my door? There was a time where they would literally send it out in the yeah, taxi to you. It's, it's it's an airline problem, not an airport problem. There, the bag, the baggage van is up and down the road. I live in North Kildare here near the K Club, and it's into the K Club every day with bags. So the bags are being delivered. The real problem is we used to have fifty bags a day lost. There were always bags lost. That's gone to five or six hundred now. There's mountains of bags all over Europe, and people uh, losing it because they're, they're you know important stuff like wedding dresses have gone missing. Uh, still waiting for bags. And again, it's, it's um, hub airports are more the problem. You tend to find that Aer Lingus uh, is dealing with a lot of lost bags, not because they uh, fly very complicated routes, but because they do an awful lot of the connecting passengers in from Heathrow. So the bag goes missing somewhere along the way. Yeah. It's scanned. So it's, it's, not happening, it's not happening with a direct flight. So in other words, if you have a direct it, flight... It turns out to happen with a direct front-to-point flight. Yeah. your bag. Yeah. Not because they're better at handling them, it's just they don't do uh, hubs. And they, of course, if yeah. You're, if, you're, if you're connecting, you're self-connecting, you're taking your bag off and putting it back on again. Particularly if it's a short space of time, by the way, if you have a short connection flight. In other words, if it's an hour and 10, 15 minutes in a connection. And, that, and, that, and if baggage handling uh, staff go down through COVID, 
those planes aren't, those aircraft aren't getting loaded. I've been on aircraft that have sat on the ground waiting for the bags to be loaded, but a lot of pilots, uh, captains, uh, they're going to lose their slot. They just say, uh, I can't wait for an hour and a half. I'm going to take off. You know, there's, there's so many, the, the whole aviation business is so stretched and so breaking, close to breaking point. All of those things are coming apart. And uh, the bags is one of the areas that really, there's got to be a novel lot of head scratching because it's not getting any better. There are mountains of bags all over Europe at the moment. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Owen. I think all you've put a, instilled a bit of confidence in people, but maybe in relation to the bags, I think we're all worried about that, particularly <laughs> with a connection flight. Owen, listen, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming all on here. Owen Corey, travel commentator and journalist, and a man who knows the answers to everything, it seems, when it comes to travel. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. I